here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we are on season two, episode nine. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> um, so on this week's episode, we're going to be reviewing two wines and then diving into Legend Born by Tracy Dion. Dion, yeah. Okay, perfect. For a second, I was just like, am I pronouncing that right? Because you know me and pronunciation. Yeah, you got it right. Which reminds me, I meant to ask you something about one of the character names. So I'm hoping you take over for a second. Okay. (laughs) Because I think I'm saying it right, but I could be saying it wrong like I always do. But anyway, so yeah, we're going (laughs) to, we're going (laughs) to review two wines, dive into that. Um, It's a young adult uh, fantasy. And we're also going to kind of talk a little bit about books we're looking forward to reading in February. Um, some book shout outs or author um, shout outs um, before we get started. So do you want to start off with your wine? Yes, I almost forgot. I was like, oh, shit, what is she going to ask me? <laughs> like, we've never done this before. Right. Anyway. <laughs> So I have a red wine, which you know how much I hate red wine, Mm -hmm. except for one. This is called Close Pegase. It's a Carbonet Sauvignon. I said that right, right? I hope so. It was fancy. It was fancy. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, I'm going to try it. It smells awful. Well, that's not very promising. No, it's not, but we'll see. (sighs) Yeah, that's, that's awful. That smells like it tastes. (laughs) It's so bitter. I don't know how people drink that stuff. Angel loves red wine. Oh, well, like his new thing, his new thing, like when we go to restaurants, instead of getting a beer, he'll get wine. And I'm like, I can't. Like red wine, red wine. Mm -mm. Well, hopefully mine, I haven't smelled mine. So mine is a uh, Moscato, Italian sparkling wine. It's called Gemma de Luna or de Luna. Ooh, it was from Tag on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I want to smell it? Yes. That's probably good because it's a Moscato. So I bet it's sweet. So I bet you'll like it. Yeah. 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 It's sweet. It's nice. It's gonna get the job done. So yeah, I need to start doing more white. Yeah. I think I always end up with red. I don't know why. And then Mike always gets me red, so that I can no, try I that. Can't. Oh, I don't. For like us it. to be wine reviewers, I guess we have to do a red. But it's like it's that not my jam. <laughs> I guess not. Not really. But I'm pretty sure there's gonna be like, oh, I don't need to do red wine. Yeah. Uh, and most of my reviews are this is gross I don't think those are considered actual reviews true especially when you know people (laughs) like usually like I don't know they like you know spin it in their cup and sniff it and then they spit it and like all that other stuff we're not like that fancy we're not that fancy no all right so what are some books you're looking forward to for this month or Mm. what shout outs you want to do so I actually read a few arcs that are coming out um in February. Like the art queen. 
Like, I wish I can do that. Like, just, I'm always like, what do I want to read today? And you have, like, designated mm. books, which is really Well, great. so I, I have, like, I follow a lot of these authors on, like, BookTok or Bookstagram. And if I like their content or if they capture my interest, mm -hmm. then I'll sign up for their arcs and see where it goes. And right. I've had three this, four this month, and they were all amazing. That's, so amazing that's so good mm -hmm. because you so, know you want to give good reviews but you also yeah. want to read the books so that you can do that because yeah, I feel like I, there, mm -hmm. there has to be like a time where you get these books and you especially if they're like new and upcoming and like you know didn't have like that whole editing process that it could just go really right. really bad it's really good when you get like a really good one yeah I always get really nervous especially if we're mutuals mm. and then I read their arcs and I'm like oh I don't like it but I've been super lucky that's um, awesome yes um so two of them are fantasy and come out February 7th one is worthy of the raven by white Elsamora, and that was actually my favorite for this oh month um yeah it was a grim dark fantasy and oh, like that's dark, your favorite like, anyway <laughs> yes dark dark it was so good and then a curse of tooth and claw by nicola elsie that one was another good one another fantasy not as dark but and a lot shorter mm -hmm. and then the last one you'll be surprised by this one it was, it was a romance? oh my god it was the romance of romance oh like, i'm gonna have to pick that up like I I don't even know what to say about it because I fucking fell in love with it. Yes. <laughs> I haven't even reviewed it yet, but I loved it. It was um Learn to Love You by Jade Hernandez. And Ooh, it was I like, like the title already. Ranch, like a ranch um fam like they own a ranch and it's like a friends to lovers, siblings, um, friends kind of thing. And you would never think that. I would love something like that, and I fell in love with it. Was it I cute? Love the main character. I love like cute yeah. romance. -y, you like... would like it, oh, and it was oh, really, okay. it was really spicy. Like I was surprised by how spicy it was, considering mm -hmm. it was just like a regular contemporary romance. But right. it was good. And that comes out one because I will um, add that to my February twenty seventh. Oh yeah, yeah, and oh, and she's going to be at a polycon. She is. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's even more amazing. I know. I'm so excited. Hello. Yay. <laughs> we like your stuff and we're going to see you. <laughs> um, So quick shout out. You know, we have to shout her out. We love mm -hmm. her so much. And these are like legit reviews that we did. Um, So EJ Mello's um, Symphony for Deadly Throne is coming out February 14th. Yes. And obviously I have to shout that you know, shout her out, shout out her book. Um, it's the third standalone in the series is the about the last sister, which is the oldest sister, um, Arabessa, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> I yeah, you got it. And then no, you got it right. So, <laughs> no, um, but it comes out February 14th. Please go and grab it because I absolutely loved it. Yeah. We were given the art and I'm so happy. Like it, it was, was perfection. It really perfection. was. 
But um, I have a question for you. Okay. Because we love what we love. Yes. You loved book one. I loved book two. Yeah. How does book three rank in your I'm lineup so, for her? So I'm so <laughs> sad to say this, right? Book three shot up to one for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It shot up like the love, the story, yeah. the, the emotion, the, the, emotion, like, the progression yeah. of coming into your own when you've been helping everyone else, you know, live mm-hmm. their life and like taking your life in your own hands. Like I fell in love instantly. Yeah. Like I devoured that book. Yeah. And I wanted it. I wanted to take my time and I did it because I was just like, I want to savor this. But the love, the oh my God. Yeah, the love story was so perfect. I absolutely enjoyed it. The way he spoke about her. I know. Zimri. The way I mean, he I, spoke about her. I do love my aloes. Mm-hmm. I love book two, but book three was definitely like. I, if you want I don't want to say it was number one, but I feel like it was number one for me. No, it, it jumped to number one for me. Like yeah. there's no, there, I couldn't, like, there's nothing like no. him alone. Zimri alone stole the book for me just because yeah. his love for her. Like I just, some of the things he would say and some of the things he would do, I'm just like, oh, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was just, it was just amazing. And yeah, the fact she did that a great job. on Valentine's day, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a good love story. Yeah. But it's also a good, like coming into your own and taking your life, you know, by your own hands and, you know, mm-hmm. doing what you want, you know, being selfish for yourself a little bit, but, um, I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. So shout Agreed. out to Jay Mello. Yes. Um, but a book that I am interested in reading, um, is secretly yours by Tessa Bailey. Obviously I've been, you love Tessa Tessa Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, I do. She gives me Mm. that like kink that I like, and you know, I like my spice. So she's really (laughs) good about doing it sometimes a lot, but you know, it's good. And then, um, another one is by, Allie Hazelwood, I think it's called Love Theoretically. Um, I'm really interested in that. And then one that is I- that is that part of like that whole love hypothesis kind of John or like series? So love hypothesis is its own, but then I think you're talking about the stem <clears throat> stem. Oh yeah, that whatever that was. Novella or something. I forget what yeah. they call them. Is it part of that one? No, because I think all three of those are out, but I could be wrong. I think this is mm. a, a whole separate one. Got it. I would have to check, but I think it's a separate one. But I've been seeing it all over my timeline, and I really like Allie Hazelwood. She's not yeah. only sweet, but her books are really good. And then Radiant Sin, is that part of a series with... um? Yes, I forgot about that one. Yeah, so... <laughs> I have to jump because I, I know that that one's coming out mm-hmm. like a couple Tuesday. days. Wow, Tuesday. that's crazy. So yeah. I want to, you know, read her series because that one is coming Girl. out. Everyone is saying how, is that part of the Neon Gods? 
Yeah, or is the that- Dark Olympus okay. series. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. the fourth one. Okay, this one that's coming out. Mm-hmm. I got some catching up to do. But yeah. And she's doing a ton. She's doing like eight or something. That's my kind of, that's my kind of thing. And they're so fucking good. So good. So I saw that coming up, but I was just like, I think it's part of a, I thought at first it was something separate, but then I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's probably part of a series. I'm going to ask Jenny. So I knew you would know. And it's the only arc that I didn't fucking get. I was so mad. (laughs) I got like the preview chapters and I kept like trying to go for it. Didn't Mm -hmm. get it. I was so no. mad. No. I'm shocked. I feel like oh. you're like, I know her because of you. Oh, which God. is interesting because my 16-year-old cousin, I'm not going to say her name, but she likes Katie Roberts. She should not be reading her books. <laughs> no. So it was funny because when I was with her, we were talking or whatever. And... um. I noticed that she had like um something on her phone, like it, she it looked like paragraphs. Like if she was reading, I was like, "Do you have like a Kindle on your app on your phone or something?" She was like, "No, I have something else, but I love reading." I was like, "Girl, who are you talking to?" <laughs> so I was like, "What are you interested in?" And so I went into her room and I saw some of her books. I'm like, "Ma'am." Who gave you these? Yeah, no, she should not be reading those. I but, mean, hey, whatever. I have to say, 16, I'm okay with because some of the books that I read when I was even younger than that, I should not have been reading. But yeah. also, it taught me a lot. So I can't, I can't knock it. And if you could get sex ed, why can't you read about sex in a book? That's true. That's true. So she had high school. She a good girl. She just like reading dirty books. Yeah, yeah. I can get with that. So I prefer that. I prefer that. I mm-hmm. was like, read all the books you want. You stay at home. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, she um one of one of the uh one of the books that she had on her TBR was hers, and I was just like, oh my god, Jenny loves her. She's always I talking do about love her. Katie like, Robert. And she said that she she came across her on on TikTok and she was just like, yeah, that's one I want to read. She, no, one that she she got for Christmas. I don't I don't think her parents understand. She got priest. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> her parents got her that. <laughs> I think so. Oh my God. I think so. And I I was dying, dying. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, stay in your room. Whatever That's true. You stay in your room, room and read. Stay in your room and read. <laughs> if her parents only knew. If, if my parents only knew, they only knew, oh, Celise loves to read. Yeah, Celise does. Until they listen to the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Celise does, oh it really does love to read. But yeah, so um, those are some of my books that I like <laughs> and a little fun joke. <laughs> um, so let's get into this book review. So again, this is a um, young adult fantasy mm-hmm. um, called Legendborn and it's by Tracy Dion. Yes. Um, you, I know you had like a little thing you wanted to say. Yeah, I have a little like blurb before we actually get into it. 
But first of all, this is by far my all-time favorite young adult fantasy. Really? It was fucking amazing, and I loved every moment of it. The moment I read up to, like, chapter five, I went and bought both books. You did? I spent, I spent a lot of money on them. Yeah. <laughs> they were so good. They're not So cheap. good. All right. So, anyway. So, Legendborn, it's a King Arthur retelling. And so, the FMC Brie, her mom ends up dying. You learned it's, like, right in chapter one. And she ends up heading off to the University of North Carolina right? Yes. UNC um, for like this early college program. And she quickly realizes that there's some crazy shit going on. And she ends up witnessing this demon attack. So that's when she learns that there's this whole secret society based around the legend of King Arthur. Yes. And they hunt demons. So that's Pretty my much. little blurb. Okay, right. Awesome. That's a, a good little like no, that's, that's a good little is. blurb. And that then we're going to dive into like it's what that book. really entailed. Yes. <laughs> so I I really enjoyed this book too. Maybe not as much as you. I There were certain things as we'll get into the story that mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We'll get into it. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's a great, great book. I really loved it. I would re- recommend it absolutely but there were just parts that I wanted either more of or like I didn't get but I'm not sure but maybe you'll you'll take me over the edge of really really loving it because I really did like I'll try okay so basically it's center there's three main characters there's Brianna Matthews also known as Brie um and like you said um she uncovers this secret society called Legendborn. And within the series, you find out that there's a connection to the Legendborns and the passing of her mother. And she wants to uncover that mystery and all of that that happened to her past and also find her identity. Mm-hmm. Um, she grew up in the South, lived in the South. And so that's Brianna or Brie. We'll call her Brie because that's her the name that she goes by then there's nick davis he's basically he basically left the secret society and he's now going to help brie even though he doesn't want to associate with the secret society anymore Mm -hmm. and that's mostly because of the responsibility he had within the society because basically what we learn is like he's the uh she he's basically arthur if yeah. we were gonna re, you know, reimagine the, you know, Arthur and the Round Table, he's basically yeah, Arthur. he's like his descendant. He's the descendant of Arthur, mm-hmm. um, and he just doesn't want to take on that leadership role, <clears throat> so he kind of like exiled himself, basically. I want to say, and then there's okay, here we go. Is it Selwyn? Yeah. Okay, Selwyn. <laughs> okay why so what other name think, were you thinking <laughs> I don't know I don't know I was yeah, like no, I, perfect. I fuck this shit up all the time no, so what's, what's Selwyn, Selwyn you know so Selwyn Kane and he's basically like that brooding dark mysterious you know guy with magic he's mm-hmm. a mage he's a king's right? mage yep he's the king's mage 
And basically, he's, you know, sworn to protect the society. He's sworn to protect Arthur or his descendant. And he's, um, they say that he's the strongest mage that's of his generation. And, and do, you know, with all that responsibility, he comes across Brie and he's, he knows like he doesn't want her around the society and he tries erasing her memories, but he couldn't. So like you said, the book starts off with the passing of Bree's mom. Mm-hmm. And basically she wants to get away from where she's living because of the memories of her mother and, you know, kind of get away from her grief. So she decided to go to the college her, her mom went to, which was the University of North Carolina. So she decides to go there and it's a very prestigious school and she goes with her best friend, Alice. So they go together. Now that very night or day night that they show up, they're invited to like, is it like a bonfire, a party? Yeah, it's like a little uh, party in the quarry. So there's like a lake or something and like a little cliff and people are just there drinking. Now they're like 16, 17 because they're in like an early college program. So they're like mixed in with a lot of young people mm-hmm. and they go there and they party it's basically and- like a boarding school for really smart high schoolers yeah basically that's, yeah that's pretty much it that's a good way to put it <laughs> so they're invited to you know this party and technically they're not even supposed to be there like this yeah. is an area where you know they're not allowed to go but um, their friend kind of like and their other friend, I think that they, that they know from home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Char- Charlotte, I think it was. I think it is Charlotte. Yeah. She's like, oh, come, you know, you'll have a good time. We'll be fine. We never get caught. Yeah. Jokes so on you. You already know what happened. <laughs> so they decide to go. And, you know, Brie kind of pushes Alice to go because Alice, you know, she's very good. She's like, no, I don't think we should. And Brie's like, oh, let's just do it. So um, they go, and this is where she meets Selwyn for the first time, very briefly. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of wanted, like, time away. So Alice leaves her, and she's in the woods. And then she notices that something, like, breaks out, like a fight breaks out. So she goes closer to it, and she notices that there's what seems like a demon and she sees these demons and she sees Selwyn again and he's attacking the demons, like trying to kill it along with another girl. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, am I really imagining this? Is this really happening? And so she sees them kind of fight off the demons. Selwyn notices her, tries to erase her memories. He can't, but they kind of separate. And during that separation, that's when she runs into Alice again. They try to leave. They get caught by the police, the racist police. Um, Very racist. um, uh, Oh, we never mentioned this, but Brianna Matthews or Brie is, you know, she's black from the South. So obviously we're in the South still kind of. And there is some racist and undertones in this book, which I think was written 
very well like those undertones and yeah like that little like microaggression towards Brianna yeah Mm -hmm. you get it throughout the entire book yes and like I said it was very well written Mm -hmm. it isn't to the point where you're like oh you know this is going on kind of thing no it's those microaggressions that people don't notice but obviously Brie 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 she's gonna notice those things yeah and it's like I, I think time, that cop the cop was like he said something like oh how did you get into this school like yeah. assuming that she didn't have money because she was black kind of thing because it yes, was a very pricey of, school he kind of made it seem like she was like an exception mm-hmm. like maybe she's um was really smart or something right and um like he was he was just really mean and mm-hmm. th- like those kind of microaggressions irk me so reading about it I wanted to fight for Brie yeah. you know <laughs> frick anyway so um she gets stopped by the police they wind up letting her go but he lets the school know you know that he ran into her or whatever so she gets in trouble with the dean and the dean again has his microaggressions is a dick and he's just like, you know, I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to have someone shadow you basically like a chaperone so that you can learn how to act in our school, basically. Mm-hmm. Because, he disguised know, it as a mentor. Yes. But no, we know what he yeah. was really trying to do. Mm-hmm. So not only is she in trouble with the dean at the school, but she also is um, in trouble with her dad because obviously the dean calls her father. And then she's also fighting with her best friend, Alice, because Alice didn't want to go originally. And then they both got in trouble and Brie didn't take it as serious as Alice did. Mm-hmm. And Alice is like, you know, like, I need to be here. Like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And Brie was very on the fence to even going to that school because in the beginning, her mom, when her mom was alive, didn't want her to go there. So after her mom's passing, that's when she really made the decision of going there. So Alice was like, you know, this wasn't like a second choice kind of thing for her. And she took it really serious. Um, So this leads to her meeting her chaperone, Nick Davis. And as we said before, he's basically the leader or supposed to be the leader of the secret society legend born. Yeah. And um, Brie finds out that he was part of it. And she explains to him that she's determined to figure out what really happened the night her mother died. Because when Selwyn tried to erase her memories, there's like this foggy glimmer glare kind of thing that she remembered him doing. And it kind of like awakened this like memory from when her mom passed away. And when the police officer was explaining what happened to her mom and how her mom died in a car crash, how that same kind of like feeling and like glimmery kind of like, I forget how she describes it, but that same kind of feeling happened when the police officer was explaining what happened. Um to her mom so she knew that they were connected in some way so she knew magic was used on her when her mom passed away and now there's magic here at the school so she's like connecting the dots 
Right. And Nick saying that, you know, at first she didn't know Nick's ranking. She didn't know how close Nick was to the, the society. She only knew that he was part of it. So she kind of forces, in my opinion, forces him to kind of help because she shot kind of shows up at their base and is like, mm-hmm. oh, Nick sent me. And they're yeah. like, Wait, Nick yeah. sent you? Like Nick mm-hmm. Davis sent you? So then they call Nick and they're like, oh, Nick, you know, this girl Bree is he here for you. And like, you know, he comes right away. He's like, what are you doing here? She was like, you know, she wants to figure out that connection between her mother's death and this magic, magical world and where she fits in with all that and where her mom right. fits in. So a Nick, Nick agrees to that. And the way he does that is by basically saying- He makes her like, like her, her, his page. So she right. has to basically enter her. like these trials in order for her to be like worthy of being a part of the order because she's a once born, she doesn't have magic. So in order right. for her to be part of their secret society, she has to go through some trials. And unfortunately, Nick, like you said, had wanted to not be part of this, but he's there because now he feels like a connection to her and he wants to help her figure out what connection she's seeing with her mom and this magic or the demons or whatever it is. And then that's when she learns about Cell, who earlier when she saw the demon for the first time, he was mentioning something with somebody else that he wiped their memories so her memory was wiped and now nick realizes but wait how do you remember that were you able to break this memory and they call it a mesmer so they figure out that brie can actually break mesmer and her memories can't be taken which is crazy because cell is like one of the most powerful king's mages and he's able to take people's memories but not hers right and not only that basically she's what they call a once born, which is basically so legend legend borns are people who are part of Arthur and the round table and his knights. And mm-hmm. basically they can through their descendants, they can be resurrected within that body. So once borns obviously aren't descendants with that power. So once you're born and you die, you're not resurrected again. But with legend borns, they have that bloodline that connects them so when the knight is called to action you know they're able to be resurrected by Mm -hmm. that particular knight now obviously there's ranking and knights and arthur being the highest one he's number one so if every everyone behind him wakes up or is resurrected then they know like a big war is coming because it's Mm -hmm. almost like not to bring I feel like I bring it up every season but not to be like twilight (laughs) but like when there's a lot of vampires (laughs) no but like when there's a lot of vampires in one particular area there's werewolves that would come out to fight those vampires basically so like 12 year olds were turning into vampires because there were so many that they needed the same amount to like fight them so that's where that connections for me happen and this book if i'm not mistaken even mentions twilight doesn't it does it or maybe i'm wrong 
I don't remember. If if it did, I blocked it out of my memory. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's another book. But I'm sorry. <laughs> but it made me think of that because with the Legendborns, basically the demons are coming and they're getting stronger and stronger mm -hmm. each time they come. And they're like, there's demons that haven't, you know, come into the realm in like hundreds of years. And now they're coming and it's making um, knights that have never been awakened before wake up and, you know, take control of yeah. their that particular person's body and give them powers and weapons and things like that. So not only is Brie trying to find out this connection between her mom and these people in the society, but there's also like a demon fucking magic war that's happening at the same time. Yeah. And now she has to determine whether, hey, I'm only here to figure out what happened to my mom. I'm not here to fight your war. Or is she really going to help them too? So it, it's that battle between do I help these people or do I only help myself and what my needs are, which yeah. I liked about the book too. Because yeah, but she's kind of stuck because like once you go in it, you can't just like be there. You have to yeah. actually do the things that your job or your title of being in the society requires right. from you. So you're a page you're going to have to act like a page and go into these trials in order to become a squire right. for the scion. So she's going through all these challenges. And every time she enters a challenge, there's a demon that fucking ruins the challenge. And mm -hmm. like, and what's interesting about this <clears throat> book too, is that there is death within this book. Yeah. Like some of the characters actually died and I was shocked by it not only for it being I shouldn't be shocked because I've read you know young adult fantasies before but they were they're like 16 17 year olds you know and they're mm -hmm. like fighting actual demons which I loved and then they're like some of them really died from it they're not coming back <laughs> nope. um and Within all of this, you know, Brie is trying to find out what happened to her mom, but she also finds out that she has power within herself. And this is coming from her mother's side. And there's basically like a curse on her kind of family where when they become mothers, they don't live long after that. Yeah. Which reminds me of another book the irregular witch society that I read in October mm -hmm. that kind of had the same kind of theme where all of these witches are orphans because as they become, you know, as they come into their power for some reason, no matter what they become orphans, like their parents die. So kind yeah. of the same thing is happening to Brie you know, her grandmother died young, her great grandmother died young, all these women in her past have died young after having children. And the amazing thing is, is how she can tap into her ancestors memories, and find out who she is, where she came from, mm -hmm. even though they don't give her a lot of details, she's able to go into these memories and they're able to share where she came from yeah and I, I that was love really amazing. that 
I, I absolutely was- love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and she learns all that from a therapist that her dad, her dad was finally fed up with like her behavior and not yes. like calling him and doing stupid shit because Alice was telling him they're best friends. So she was like concerned for her. And so he sets her up with this therapist, Patricia, who used to be friends with her mom or she knew her or something like that. I think she and yeah, and I she basically and her sister. I think Patricia and her sis, her sister they were friends. friends. They yes. were friends, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she is the one who basically tells her, yeah, you do have this magic and it's called root craft. And it's something that we all have as women and every family, like I guess every immediate family in and of, of itself has like their own type of magic. Yeah. So like Patricia can memory walk. So mm-hmm. she can teach it's her so how cool. to do this memory walk, which is you ask an ancestor for some information and a certain ancestor will come to you in your vision and show you a memory that they had, which that was like one of my favorite scenes, like that chaotic, like, Mm -hmm. oh, now somebody else grabbed me and now I'm in another vision and then another one and another one. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Um, I think that was a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that. Like imagine being able to tap into a family member on the other Mm -hmm. side like a vision because obviously they can't help you in the present in that kind of way and give you new memories but they can bring you to the past to help maybe something that's happening in the present like oh look what happened here and now it's happening here in the present don't do that same mistake kind of thing which was really really amazing and during this this time she saw how one of one of the women had gotten pregnant and had a boy and the boy had yellow eyes. Am I correct? Was it yellow mm-hmm. eyes? Yellow or amber or something like that? He had obviously not normal. It's a distinctive looking. set of eyes. <laughs> Which is similar to Selwyn's eyes. So there's this little boy and she has him And they're like, oh, he's a demon. Like, that's a demon baby. Eventually, he's going to, you know, what does she say? Eventually, he's going to, like, like, she's not going to be able to help him. Like, he's going to betray her eventually. Like, you know, this isn't a baby. You have to kind of get rid of him. So they, you know, kind of get rid of him. But do they, or does another demon take him? I forget what happens to the little boy. It's because uh, they were saying that the person that the the mom was with was like an incubus or something. He was a certain type of demon that would have caused the little boy to eventually, when he grew up, succumb to his demon and she won't be able to help him. Help him, that's what it was, yeah. So she, you know, Brie made that connection of, wait, that little boy has the same kind of eyes as Cain does. And like that, that means he must be a demon, but he's fighting demons. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I don't understand this. And he's one of the highest mages, you know, for the king. So she just didn't understand that. And then she finds out that, yeah, most of the mages are demons. And they're fighting demons, which I found really, really interesting that Mm -hmm. they're using him. 
And the whole time you're you're not sure of Selwyn. At first, I thought he was like gonna kill Bree or he was like a bad guy. He was succumbing to his demon or something, but they had such a good connection. I actually like their connection more than Bree and Nick's connection. Definitely, which is crazy because like the whole first half of the book, Selwyn does not trust Bree. He thinks not she's some all. kind of shadowborn, which is another name for a demon. And yeah. he doesn't trust her at all. He wants mm-hmm. to get her away from Nick because Selwyn is Nick's king's maid. So he's owed to Nick and he has to protect him. And all of yeah. a sudden this girl shows up and all of these demons are showing up. So he's like, wait, up. she must be working with them. So he doesn't trust her. At but all. I love them. Yeah, together I, so much. Yes, I think that connection is so sweet because you know Nick is the good boy, the goody two shoe, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, although he doesn't want the responsibility, obviously he's gonna take it on, and you know, I feel like he saw Bree almost, almost like a trophy kind of thing too. Like here am I helping her, and you know I'm gonna you know be her savior. Um, whereas Selwyn was like, I don't really like you. I'll help you, but I'm not going to be your savior. You're going to have to kind of help yourself. Yeah. In my opinion, that's how I got those relationships. I don't know if that's how you felt within it, but I I honestly didn't. I, I didn't like Nick and Bree's relationship at first. I was like way off base, but I thought Nick was just using her to like kind of get what he wanted but I was confused by that because he didn't want to be in the order to begin with right and then all of a sudden she shows up and he's like oh yeah now I'm in it but why like the whole time I was questioning why why are you in it now why do you want to do this all of a sudden for her no like he just maybe that's that's what it is you said it really well because Kind of like using her, and I guess that's what I was so confused by, because he was so against the society, so against Mm -hmm. it, and then Bree showed up, and then that completely changes his mind. Like, that just sounds fishy to me. And then his jealousy is not cute. Oh, with Cell? Yeah, because Cell is like, oh, I'm gonna... She's like, oh, I have to wait for Nick to come back, because Nick has to go off and help his dad because his dad is so happy he's back he's Mm -hmm. like oh you know you know nick is back he's gonna you know lead you know his little society people he's gonna do what's right and um he's now that he's back his dad is making him go to all these places where all these demons are happening because everyone that's a legend born aren't necessarily all together they're kind of all over the globe they yeah. all have their own little secret societies where they're together. So when demons happen and more and more are showing up, they kind of have to reconnect and kind of like share information. So Nick went to like another college or something where excuse, <laughs> I'm like choking. Get it out. To another college where it was happening again over there and he was trying to see um because what was it was it the fourth night or the fifth night was awakened while he was away <clears throat> it wasn't the fourth because tor wasn't tor the fourth and she was one of the first ones that we saw like we learned about 
this awakening. So I think there was one more Mm -hmm. after her. So it must have been the fifth or whatever, the third. So his dad has him out kind of like, Mm -hmm. not scouting, but like kind of getting more information about that. And then she learns Nick's history where Nick's mother didn't want him to be part of the society either if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and well she, she didn't like the uh, the abuse and the training that he was going through right. in order to be part of this society right. or to be like a leader in this society right because his dad was brutal like yeah. he would have to train it didn't she, he didn't care how old he was like he was gonna mm-hmm. train to be part of this society and his mom didn't like that so she tried to run away with him when he was younger and his dad obviously catches him and the most fucked up thing happens. He gets his mother's memory erased. Like the father has the mage erase her memories and he winds up seeing his mother again one day, runs up to her and she's like, who are you? Yeah, that was pretty brutal. I'm like, I couldn't believe that. Like, that was so sad. So I understood why he wanted to, like, leave the society because of, you know, like, those kinds of reasons. But that was so sad. Yeah, I think when I learned that was my turning point for Nick. And when Mm -hmm. I started to like, okay, I see where he's coming from. I see why he is the way he is. I'm okay with him. I think that was my turning point for him. Even though I didn't like him. Yeah. (laughs) I I still, you know, he's wishy-washy. Yeah. I feel like there's there's something deeper, which I'm pretty sure we find out more in book two. So anyway, so, you know, now we know Nick's history. Mm -hmm. Um, So Nick is away and... Brief somehow learns that Nick's father must have more information in regards to her mother's history, like some files or whatever in his office. And Cell is like, oh, I'll help you. And she's kind of like, I should probably wait for Nick to help me. <laughs> and he was like, well, we can go now. So, she, he, <laughs> right? That's, what she's like. That's pretty much what happened. He's like, I don't Nick is going to be too happy about this, but she's like, I really can't wait. Like, I really need to know what's going on. That's her main goal, no matter what. Right. So they break into his house and they do find out a bit of information about her mother. So her mother witnessed, was it like a demon attack of some kind? Mm Mm-hmm. Wasn't she the one that witnessed one of the gates opening? Right. Yeah, so she, it was like some kind of information was on these files that said that she was there claiming that there was some, someone that looked like was opening something Mm -hmm. and then she saw demons coming through this like opening or gate, Um, but obviously they kind of poo-pooed it, like they didn't believe her and pretty much called her crazy. Right. So that that's kind of like the only I think that was the only little like information that was on those files about her, her mom, her mom. Yes. Her mom. And then 
they try to erase her memory or thought that they erased her memory, but she, you know, she has powers like Brie does. So her memories were never erased, but she always lived her life as if her memories were erased. Like she never talked about the gates. She never told Brie about her powers. She never like made any indication of having powers. Like she never Mm -hmm. spoke about magic or anything with about the school, anything. And she was shadowed throughout her whole life. Yeah. So there would be like, I guess like check-ins or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would document, you know, basically like she still didn't remember anything. But which is was- why in the beginning we when her when she died in like the prologue or the first chapter was there was a fight between Bree and her mom because Bree told her she wanted to go to UNC and her mom was like no and they got into a fight and that is the main reason why because of what happened she can remember all of that but she didn't want to tell her why she but didn't it, want she her to go give her the why that she needed you know yeah. which I can only imagine how her mom was feeling not being able to share something and fear of something happening to her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Bree's mom knew her time was limited too, just because her of her history, her family's history. Like, you know, her mom died at a young age and her mom's mom died at a young age. Mm-hmm. So she knew her time was limited and she didn't want to leave her behind. And send her to that school and something happened to her and she wasn't able to warn her. Right. In those files, we also learn about Cell's mom, which heartbreaking again. Yeah, she's, I know. Basically, she's basically, is it like a, is it a prison or like an insane asylum? Which one is it? Like, I think I know they she- just said that she was imprisoned, but to hold powerful mages. Mm-hmm. So I guess it could be some kind of like, you know, magical prison or whatever. So when they found the files for his mom, basically, wasn't that she ended up getting mesmered? Wait, what happened? Which is, I cannot remember what happened with her, but she ended up getting imprisoned for something. And I don't remember what it was, but I do remember that, um, the only reason they let her out, it was because she, I, I have a feeling it was because she was so powerful, but they ended up letting her out because they knew she was the one to have an heir for Nick mm. to have like a King's mage. So the only reason they let her ha- out was to have a baby mm-hmm. for Nick. And then she had the baby. She was with his mom for a while and then they took her away again after she had had him. And then that's why. So basically they made it seem like he was orphaned. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't know his mom was still alive until he read those documents. And now he knows that his mom is alive. It's still alive. Yeah. And his mom actually knew Bree's mom so there's a even you know there's even a deeper connection between those two because their moms knew each other which I was right I thought that was kind of cute which is probably why they're so connected Bree and Sal even though they were like this I think it might have been weren't they friends at school the moms 
I believe they were. And maybe it was because they she witnessed it with her or something. I know it it, it had to do something with that. It might have been. Yeah. I don't so recall. I know she's like in like a prison or whatever. And so they find out all this information. And then Nick comes back. <laughs> Nick finds out that Bree and Sal found out all this information. He's all butthurt about it and jealous about it. And then during one of her final like challenges, and she still is going through challenges, which is like mind blowing to me. Like mm-hmm. all of this is happening. And it's like, oh, you have to do this challenge so that you can prove that you can be a squire for, you know, King Arthur, blah, blah, blah. So then during one of these big challenges, that's when um, a higher demon comes about and they're trying to escape it and it's chasing them. And then they go into these tunnels and in these tunnels, they're running away from it. They come across some of their other friends and, you know, they're fighting demons they're, you know, a big fight happens. Their friends are dying around them. Um, one of them wound up being a demon in disguise. I forget which one it was. It was, it, it was with an E. Was it Charlotte's started... boyfriend? Oh, it might have been. I, I think forget it who it Char- is. I think it was, you know, Charlotte's boyfriend in the beginning of the book that he was actually like an undercover like demon kind of thing like yeah he he was dead a long time ago when this demon took his body basically yeah um so they're all fighting and wait we didn't even talk about how the gala where um (laughs) so it was actually right before this whole like fighting scene so i guess like in the gala was when Nick finally had to choose his squire, which everyone, or at least the adults, thought he was going to pick um, one of the guys. What's his name? That didn't like her. Vaughn? I think his name was Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, so he didn't He didn't like Bree. He was a dick. Yes, he was awful, and so was his mother. So when Nick finally picked Bree to be his squire, everything, like everyone lost their shit. Not her friends because the small group of people that were there with her actually liked her. Mm -hmm. And like, like his mom was, I don't even want to say it on here, but he, she was super racist towards her. It was disgusting. Disgusting. So Cell actually saved her. Let's just say the first time she met Brie, she gave, she wanted to give her like her coat or something or Mm. ask for a drink or something. So just imagine that. Like treated her like she was the slave of the house. Right. Like she was a servant. She was just like, oh, can you get me this or something like that? Pretty much. It's like, excuse me, I don't work here. That's what I really loved about her because she, no matter how people treated her, all Mm -hmm. the racist comments, the microaggression, she always spoke her mind. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. always said how she felt and how it wasn't right and they shouldn't be saying that. Um, so she hit the fan, Selwyn got her out. And at some point when Sel stepped out, Isaac, who was, um, Nick's father's King's mage took her and ended up tying, mesmering her, tying her up. And she's now in front of Nick's dad, 
who they call Lord oh, Davis. Yeah, and he basically admitted that he's the one that has been opening the gates to let all of these demons in because he wanted the war to happen and for his son to like be called upon to like come into like his full power or whatever. Yeah, so he finally admitted that and he even took her friend Alice and like mesmered her as well and like threatened her with her. Yeah, he kept saying that he'll take more and more memories from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She won't be able to remember anything. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And the reason he could do that was because Isaac, his king's mage, was like super powerful and he can pinpoint certain memories to take yeah. from people. Yeah. So that's what they were kind of trying to do with Alice. And then she finally was like, all right, I'm done, whatever. Fast forward to the whole fight in the cave yeah. where they go down to the tunnel. Um, to try and find Nick and to try and find um, the center of the school where something is being kept down what below. What could it be? Excalibur is being kept down there. So they wanted, and also gates, like I guess there was like a lot of gates down there and yeah. they wanted to um, go down there to try to protect Nick and the sword. Mm-hmm. So then they get down there, they start fighting and this is where I think she meets Vera, her grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and her, then she come. I forget. At some point during the fight. Yeah. Her, her like great, great grandmother or something comes into her and kind of mm-hmm. shows her a memory. Of Vera's like, Vera's memory, like her yeah. great grandmother. Mm-hmm. And is that the memory where we find out like her line? Like yes so in this mem this memory walk that vera puts her in she finds out how do i say it oh my god it's so sad so (laughs) i can say it so vera as a young child i felt so i know this was this was awful so Vera shows her a memory of her life when she was younger and she was a slave for this husband and wife and the husband, the man, he, or the wife was having an affair with someone yep. and Vera saw this, obviously she didn't say anything, but she could see it and they were always fighting and the husband, because um, if I remember correctly, the mom, the wife couldn't get pregnant with the yep. husband. Mm-hmm. She kept trying to get pregnant. She couldn't. And so she wound up having the affair with the neighbor, like next door, his friend, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, the husband one day ended up raping mm-hmm. Vera mm-hmm. and Vera ended up getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. he threatened her he was going to kill her. So she ends up running away. And I think this is where we find out that um Vera sort of called upon her ancestors and started making root magic and this is where the curse happened where all the women in her line yes you'll be protected but only one of you can have this power at a time the other person the previous person to have it will die Mm -hmm. so this is why all the women in her family die young Mm -hmm. um so yeah this is where we learn that that guy is actually a scion of king arthur so he's a descendant of king arthur who raped vera and brie puts two and two together 
and realizes she's her descendant. So she's King Arthur's descendant. So she is actually the true scion of King Arthur. Yeah, because I, like, because I think the, like you said, I think it was like the fourth, the fourth night was being called and it was slowly getting closer and closer to yeah. Arthur's calling. Mm-hmm. And Nick went, I believe, to get Excalibur out of the stone and he couldn't. And the yeah. reasoning being was that he wasn't the true heir or descendant of Arthur. It was Bree. So Bree was able to do it. Yeah. And, and Bree winds up getting called by um Arthur and she's able to pull Excalibur and, you know, obviously his we find out basically Nick's descendants basically raped her grandma her great grandmother when she was a slave so like that connection blew my mind because if you really think about it he's a Davis and Davises were the the you know descendants of Arthur and he was supposed to be you supposed to have that and he didn't He's actually the descendant of the neighbor who wasn't Arthur, but like, was he like third or fourth in line or something? He was still a, a legend. He, he's next. He's um right before King Arthur because he's Lancelot. Is Lancelot's like his right hand okay. man. Yeah. Okay. So he, when he went to go pull the Excalibur, he couldn't do it. And then we see the vision and everything that happened and Brie finding out that she's king arthur's descendant so she was able to pull um excalibur out and when she did that she felt arthur like yes. come into her so she was like two people in one and then when king arthur looked over at nick he said hello brother and he was he called him lancelot so lancelot. nick is the real lancelot descendant and she's king arthur's and which right. is why they from day one knew that there was a connection connected. yep yeah mm-hmm. and then that's also that connection to you know sell her connection because he's supposed to be the king's mage yeah and who's the king brie is technically the king mm-hmm. so actually he's supposed to be protecting her and right. during that during the calling of arthur didn't wasn't her like descendants there too like vera was there wasn't it like all three of them within her like yeah. Vera had to like push her push herself back so that mm-hmm. Arthur could actually come forward correct and the reason for this is because earlier in the story we meet Mariah and Mariah is um what do you call uh, medium mm-hmm. so like when um when Patricia had mentioned something like every family has like their own power, like the own things that they can do. And then they realized that Brie can actually do her power too. She can memory walk on her own and you didn't even know it. She can create ether, which is like magic that just comes out of nowhere. She can create it with nothing. And when we meet Mariah, we realize later that Brie can actually be a medium as well. So she's got all of these powers within her that she yeah. didn't even know. So when she um, when she finally learned Vera's past and knows that she's King Arthur, 
she's not only able to have like memory walks with both of them, but she can actually like feel them and conversate with them, which is something that no one else can do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Like I said, it's an amazing book. It's a hefty book. Hefty. Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I read, I read the first like three chapters twice to like get it together, get it straight. And then I was like, all right, I'm in it and I'm good. Mm-hmm. I love that brain was like slow to process it. But the it's, more I talk about fantasy. it, I'm like, wow, like the writing was incredible. The, this world that she builds within a world, mm-hmm. the stories and the connections within the story was all laid out so beautifully. And I yeah. think talking it out really is helping me more because like I said, there was parts where I was just like confused by, but the more we talk about it and the more I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, that's that's insane for it all yeah. to like you make that up in your mind like it was- I know like every single magic system that she she didn't just do bloodcraft like the order she did rootcraft and along with the rootcraft she did like different little magic systems in that rootcraft like she didn't just create one magic system she created a bunch of them which I thought was really cool and I loved how like with the root craft they're saying you know when you take it you have to give back kind of thing you can't just Mm -hmm. you can't just keep taking 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 you you know because there's repercussions to that and with legendborns they're like magic is everywhere you could just take it like there's no there's no like rules to it whereas with root craft and root magic they're like no there's there's a give and take to it so I love how within those two like magical sides, they both have their own way of doing things and yeah. it's up to Brie to figure out which one she wants to go with. And I feel like it will be a mixture of both. I'm interested to see what book two is all about. Um, have you started it? Did you read it? I'm like, I think I'm on chapter like 40, 45 ish. Of course you are. <laughs> How it's is it? So fun? good. So is good. It? And I waited because I wanted to, do this episode first and I didn't want any like you know I other ideas in my brain which is fine because this book is like on its own perfect so perfect yeah like Mm -hmm. book one or book two are you talking about now book two well book one perfect amazing my favorite book ever Mm -hmm. hands down book two is like on its way there really (gasps) (gasps) yes you do Yes, you do. And there's going to be a third. I think it's a trilogy. Oh, nice. Nice. nice, Yeah. So yeah, she did a, she did a great fucking job and I'm so mad. I waited this long to read this book. Yeah. Because, um, I've heard about it so many Mm -hmm. times. And when we were talking about books and things like that, I'm like, I hear this book a lot. I hear it a lot, but I don't see it reviewed a lot, at least in my opinion. Like I just see it on TikToks or I see it, you know, in the mid, of like reels or like on Instagram from time to time but I haven't read or seen like really in-depth like reviews on it and I'm like it's so good I don't understand why it's not getting the attention maybe it's not maybe it's just my for you page maybe (laughs) I see it a ton a ton but I don't listen to reviews or like and I didn't even know it was a King Arthur retelling until you were like oh let's just read it 
And then yeah. I looked at the synopsis and I was like, oh, okay, that'd be cool. But I did see a lot of people talk about it and how great it was. So I, it's just been sitting on my list for and almost I, a year. I love like King Arthur stories. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely like the, what is it? Clive Owens movie. Like I watch it from time to time where he played Arthur and it's like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I did see that with Kara Knightley and all mm-hmm. of them like I I yep. I enjoy it like I love King Arthur and so like to have a more modern twist to it it's pretty cool it's amazing yeah. it's almost like your Peter Pan retellings that you love to read <laughs> yes I do <laughs> but this is very PG <laughs> this is very PG then there's like slow burn kind of like the little sexual tension but it's not really it's so so innocent but it was just so good it didn't need any of that extra stuff like it was just really really good good on its own just the way it was it it had you know some love and you know you could tell there's tension there and things like that but it 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 was it was really really good it's a good fantasy book um I would recommend it. Like if you're diving 100%. into like a fantasy and you want something, you know, with with some story to it, read this, this one. Is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, we didn't even say how it ended. What was the cliffhanger? Didn't oh, Nick that. get in? Yeah, so after, after that whole like um, debacle in the cave and us finding out that she's King Arthur's descendant and Nick's Lancelot after everything was done and there was a whole big fight with the demons um Nick goes missing and so does his father and they're fighting this demon Roz I think that's how you say it and the last thing he says to them is the line of Morgaine has arisen so that is um the Morgaine line is like a group of people who were part of the order and one day they just decided that they didn't like how the order was being run they were more villainous so they just kind of broke away and they've been in hiding for a really long time nobody knows who they are where where they are whatever so that's the last thing he had said at the end of this book when they were with them that they have arisen so we don't know who they are and then maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) honestly no I don't and I'm not done with book two yet so no no I do not (laughs) and it's driving me crazy so at the end of this book book one in my brain Tor the uh Victoria I think her real name is she was right at the beginning she had the bow with she's the Cell. one that's mad now. She's like, yeah, you're not she's, my king. She's mad at Brie because she's King Arthur's descendant, but she doesn't believe it. She's the one who called like the leaders, the regents or whatever, and told them what was happening. And I, in my heart, feel like she's part of that Morgan line. Her name mm-hmm. is Tor Morgan. I feel like she's part of that Morgan line. But unfortunately, there isn't a lot mentioned of this Morgane line in book two. And it's upsetting. No. No. And, and I'm, on, like, I'm on like 40 through chapter 43 and there's 60 chapters in this book. So, wow. yeah. So what's happening? 
Oh, there's mm-hmm. a lot happening. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Yes. It does it honestly, like I completely forgot about the Morgan line, but they mention it, but they don't really talk about it. It's more like, well, maybe they're still involved. We don't know, kind of thing. And but there's no real information, but there's a lot happening. Interesting. Yes. You need to read it. Don't wait on this one. I do. I do. There's so many, like no, add this, add it to the top of your list all right I promise all right I guess I'll add it again (laughs) (laughs) I'm like when am I ever gonna catch up there's so many sequels that I have to catch up on like bat uh what is it the ballads one heartbreak oh yeah yeah I read that one I still haven't finished that and (laughs) I think book three is coming out this month I'm gonna be super (laughs) duper honest book one was way better it it was a good book book one was way better I'm not I'm not super like I don't even know if I'm gonna read book three what right this, no does it come out this month no it's not this no month. no no it comes out in like September two, yeah because book two just came out mm-hmm. not too long yeah ago. I don't it wasn't a bad book I just I don't know hmm. I'm indifferent I guess about it all right well there's yeah. there's a ton there's a ton like, I, know. I gotta get on the katie robert train you know i need to start reading her books hi yeah yes, you do you won't be disappointed no i know i won't i hear such great things about her and i know you rave about her all the time so i'm gonna have to give it a go but yes so that yes. was legend born yes <laughs> <laughs> highly recommended highly amazing recommend. book yeah Mm -hmm. it was great it was great Mm -hmm. um just triggers you know microaggressions things like that does touch on racism rape Mm -hmm. those kinds of things um it's not fun reading about it but it happens so um and it's done like perfectly Mm -hmm. yeah the way she you know mentions things describes Mm -hmm. things it's in a very like true form Mm -hmm. it's not you know over exaggerated or anything like that but you know just in case we do want to let you know of those kind of triggers kind of thing yeah. um but yeah we loved it we hope you mm-hmm. read it enjoy it um again this is season two episode nine thanks for listening and we'll be back mm-hmm. bye, bye.